Thank you for tuning in to the 183rd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whichever podcasting app you are listening to me via. We do not have, per usual, Ben Karen on, host of the Sports Squabbler Podcast. We usually do our 20 for 20s. We're going to probably have that next week, so just stay tuned for that, and we're going to be, it's going to be an NBA topic. Uh, the last couple times it's been NFL, we're going to kind of switch to NBA, so it's going to be a treat, so stay on the lookout for that. But for this podcast, we're going to have my brother, Scotty Johnson. We're going to have Scotty on. Me and Scotty are going to do our all-NBA teams, uh, our predictions. I'm going to give my all-NBA teams for this year. Scotty's going to give his all-NBA teams for this year. And we're going to have a never-before-seen guest before we get the show on the road. I do want to talk about the Jets. So the New York Jets, they trade Jamal Adams, all-pro safety, to the Seattle Seahawks. And as a Bills fan, I love it. Because the Jets just gave up their best player by far because he didn't want to be there. He basically called... Their head coach, Adam Gase, an a-hole. Everybody else has been kind of calling Adam Gase an a-hole behind the scenes, but nobody's really put a name to it. Jamal Adams just came out and said, we can't win with this guy. He's two-faced. Nobody likes him. He's not the guy for the franchise. That's really bad when you have your labor, when you have your players coming out and they're talking crap on the boss, on the coach, the guy that's supposed to be the CEO of the franchise. This is Cleveland Browns mess. This is stuff that happens in Cleveland. Remember when they signed Le'Veon Bell and apparently he was like 270? That's Cleveland Brown stuff. It's drama. And then apparently Adam Gates didn't want him. The GM made him uh, sign Le'Veon Bell, so he's trying to trade him. Then he tried to trade Jamal Adams. Sam Darnold saying on ESPN on Monday Night Football, I'm seeing ghosts. And it gets leaked for the world to see. That's Cleveland Brown stuff. I am eating this up as a Bills fan. I love it. Uh, the Jets, I think Adam Gase is probably going to get fired eventually this year. And we're going to be seeing kind of a new regime change there. I think if you look right now in terms of organizations, you have the Bills, you have the Patriots, and you have the Dolphins. I I believe in all their coaches, all their GMs. I think all those teams from Brian Flores to uh, Sean McDermott to Bill Belichick, what all, what all of them do, what all of them bring to the table, I think they're much better than what the Jets are working with. So... The Jets are a bottom feeder right now, and it's also kind of sad because you can make the argument they're kind of hurting Sam Donald's career. Like, that's your quarterback, that's your franchise guy, and already the best player on the team wants out. Like, that's not good. And when I compare the Jets to Cleveland, the difference is Cleveland's a small market. Joe Kim Noah famously said, who wants to go to Cleveland on vacation? I never heard anybody say, I want to go to Cleveland on vacation. Well, you have a lot of people that say, I want to go to New York City for vacation. There's a lot of people that want to live in New York City. It has great nightlife. Uh, it is a big stage. Huge market for branding. Great, right? Great. Probably one of the best markets to be in for sports. New York City. And you have Jamal Adams, who's a young guy, saying, Nah, I'm done. I don't want to be here. 
that just kind of tells you a glimpse into the culture, kind of how toxic it is, how people don't like Adam Gase. And how the Jets are going into a dangerous territory where maybe they do end up being the Browns because this is a laughing stock right now and I am laughing. Good luck to all you Jets fans. I'm praying for you. Now, kind of next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Scotty Johnson on the show. Kind of next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, my man, Scotty, Scotty Johnson. How you doing, Scotty? Yo, yo, yo. I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing? I've been doing good, man. Now, now, so, Scotty, right? So, we got the NBA in the quarantine right now, uh, in the bubble. Just tell me some stuff that you've just been excited about. I've really just been excited about the players getting back, you know, playing. Um, it's been kind of pretty boring in quarantine, like, with no sports. So, other than Mike Tyson coming back out of retirement, but... I'm ready for the NBA season to start. I'm ready for, you know, a champion to be crowned. I don't like really – I kind of passed the point about, like, whoever wins, if it's going to be, like, an average, like, with this championship, like, they're going to blame it on, you know, like, the circumstances at hand. But I'm just ready, fam, to be honest. I'm just ready. No, I definitely feel you on that one. Definitely can't wait till we start getting the real games and not, and not these scrimmages. But what we're doing is uh, – Couple weeks ago, me and Scotty were gonna do our uh, all NBA teams, and an error by me, my bad, uh, everybody. Uh, it got deleted, and it's in the space-time continuum, or whatever you call it, the stratosphere. So uh, we're doing it again. So I'm gonna give Scotty the floor. I'm gonna let Scotty start with his point guard for the all NBA first team. We're gonna do our all NBA first team and second team. Scotty, you have the floor to start first. Well, you know, remember, I'm going to got to remind you one more again. One with the great Damian Lillard, the great Dame Dollar. That's my point guard. Ain't having the, you know, he having another a great year. Averaging about 27, 28. I think he's about top 10 in scoring. So, I think the only thing problem with Dame, well, it's just a team, really. They, they're fighting for a playoff spot. But they got an opportunity, you know, in the land in the bubble to the game they failed to catch the catch that AC. So like I said, like Dane's having a great year. Before like the pandemic he was balling. After the all star break he was balling, shooting forty percent from four thirty feet out. I don't think no other point guard can do that other than Steph Curry, so Dane's Dane's really impressed me this season. It's just I feel like his team and how the way they were, you know, how the way they've been playing just hasn't been playing up to par. But with the requirement, with the um, requirement of Carmelo Anthony, they kind of turned it around at the last minute. So it's going to be interesting to see. So I got Dame as my point guard. My little bit of beef with you at that is the losing. They're not in the playoffs, and there's a variety of different reasons, right? Nurkic. Oh. Uh, wasn't there for a large part. There, I think, believe there were times where him and CJ weren't necessarily there. But it, for me, I guess it was a downer. This was a team that was in the conference finals last year, and they go from that to 
you know, they're out the playoffs right now. So I, I guess that's where I kind of try to draw the difference between stats and winning. But I definitely kind of get why you have Damian Lillard on uh, your All-NBA team. And I think he kind of has an argument. And I think the guy I'm going to go with is LeBron. And if you're not, if you're going to call LeBron a forward, I know you're probably going to call LeBron a forward, then Damian Lillard probably is the best point guard in the NBA right now with Stephen Curry out. So I guess I understand where you're going with. But for me, I'm going to go with LeBron because that's the position he's been playing all year. He leads the NBA in assists. To me, he's second in the MVP, right behind Giannis. He controls the game. He controls the tempo. He is the reason the Lakers have been so good this year. And I think the biggest thing that has made LeBron is I think LeBron's been able to bring out the best in everybody, and that's what you want from your point guard. If you look at the type of season a guy like Anthony Davis is having, like we're talk, I feel like we're talking about Anthony Davis in lights in lights and ways that we never really talked about in him in New Orleans. And part of that is because of the spotlight, the flair, the pizzazz of L.A. But also a, a lot of that is playing with LeBron and the success it brings. And we know how good this team was. And there was a lot of questions about this team to begin the year. And LeBron has found a way to be the lead orchestrator and make it all work. Interesting. And, and for me, too, a, a big question was, how, how's that going to work when you have LeBron? He's 6'9", 270, him defending quick guards. And the Lakers have been a very good defensive team. And they've been able to find a way to mask that and make it work, being one of the better defensive teams in the NBA. So I have LeBron at point guard for me. Okay. I mean, my only thing is, I, I really don't, I really don't have an argument with that. Like, that, I can't argue that. LeBron Richards as a point guard, you know how I feel about that. But you know, I can't wait to see. Who you, I'm forgiving you other four people. Are, so, can't wait. Now, who do you have at shooting guard? At the shooting guard, I got James Harden. Got his team to the playoffs, leading the league and scoring. Been doing that for, you know, a minute now. So, yeah, leading the team and scoring, leading the league and scoring. As a buddy with him down there, Russell Westbrook. By them, I think I think the Rockets, um, they're making me scared. I ain't going to lie. They're making me nervous. I think they got a shot to, they're the only team that can really, like, upset the Lakers or the Clippers or really anybody that just come out the West. I really think they can surprise somebody being led by James Harden. I think he's going to he's gonna have a breakout like time. He's going to be one of the players that have a breakout time during this world, you know, and he's going to be good. So, and also, like, there's no other, there's no other shooting guard that, you know, that's been up to par with, with James Harden, you know. Like the Harvey James Harden, you have Devin Booker, but like no other like shooting guards and has winning like the way James Harden do. So got him back my shooting guard. Now. I agree with you. For my shooting guard, I have James Harden as well. Leads the NBA in scoring. Leads the NBA in total threes made. I believe. Uh, also leads the NBA in points scored by a pretty wide margin. We know how prolific James is on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, he's like, James Harden is the definition of a shooting guard. Like, when you say shooting guard, I think James Harden. And James Harden does that to perfection. The Rockets, they've been really good this year. They kind of fell down a little bit before COVID hit and kind of canceled the season. They kind of fell out, fell out to where 
you know, midseason, they were around a three to four seed, and they kind of ended up going down to where, you know, five, the six line, the five and the six line. But uh, I have James Harden as uh, my All-NBA shooting guard first team. Okay. No argument there. So, uh, you know, I have the same person. No argument there. I agree with you with everything you just said. Now, you, it's, uh, who's your forward, your first forward? Small forward, I got somebody you had at the point guard. I got the great LeBron James. And you pretty much, you pretty much summed up everything. Lee got the second best team in the NBA. Leading this team in the assist. He ain't even the leading scorer, but I always said he's an important player on that team. He's the jive. They rally around him. The only thing I feel like with LeBron, though, and I feel like that's what's like, what's going to paint him to get MVP. It's a team, the kind of team that he has built around him. Like, I feel like it, if it wasn't for AD, because LeBron basically had the same kind of season he did last year, other than the assist. The assist numbers, the only numbers that went up. And that's because he's playing points, but also because he has a different team around him, too. So, like, I feel like that's going to hurt him, like, to get MVP. The fact that he has a player like AD, who's also finishing, like, top five in MVP in the third year, so. Or at least I feel like should could finish in the top five MVP in defensive player of the year. He's a best defensive player, and like that's why he has a, his presence being down there. It helps like LeBron on defense as well. It gets him more engaged and more in tune, and they rally around him by him being who he is already. So I got him as my forward. And well, here's my thing with you, Scotty. What's your rationale? Why do you have him as a forward? Because I have LeBron as a point guard. Like, what's your kind of your decision making? Why you're kind of doing that? I mean, I just wanted to do a you know uh, the traditional point guard shooting guard, and I didn't want to leave anybody out. I felt like we should have been on first team, and I feel like Dane deserved it because with basketball, Brad, it's a team sport, and most of your success comes if you have a good if you have a great team, and I feel like Dane. He's doing everything he can. He just don't have the players around him that the other players have. And like, another reason why I consider LeBron a forward is based on how the way he plays. I feel like he has the IQ to play like a point guard, but his play style, he plays like a forward. He plays like a swinger. He just knows how to pass, and he's just a good, a great passer. But that's it. Now. For me, what I did uh, for my first forward, I'm going to go with Kawhi Leonard. And, Scotty, you you know, we differ on this. Kawhi, for me, has to be on the first team. To me, Kawhi is the best player in basketball. Like, when it comes down to postseason games, to me, I'll take him over LeBron. I'll take him over Giannis. Hell, if KD was healthy, I'd take Kawhi over KD. I saw Kawhi do it last year. This year, he's still one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's probably going to make an all-NBA defensive second team, I think. The Clippers have been very good this year. Yeah, he's missed a couple games, and that can dock him. So I, I wouldn't kill somebody if they left him off their first team. But to me, he's been so much better. And particularly for me, when I have LeBron at point guard, you can't not have Kawhi at that position. He's averaging, I believe, his highest points per game this year. He's evolved as a passer. He is one of the best players in the NBA, and, and I don't think anybody can doubt that. I have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, we differ on this one definitely because it's, it's the games, man. And then it's the games he missed, bro. He missed a lot of key games there. And that, that cost him. But I feel like Kawhi, to me, and his scoring did go up. But to me, 
last season was his best season, like, by far. And I think, like, by him turning on this team with more, you know, more talent, more championship pedigree, I just felt like you got to at least have one season where he played maturity. You got to have, like, LeBron 2018 season, how he just played on League Two. We might not get that based on, you know, just him, just by him being him and his body type and how the way, you know, his body, when he goes through, like, season after season. So we might not get to see the white bed for day two, but I, that's just my, that's my only not the rest of the games. But you can't, you can't, you can't do that. Now, who's your forward, your power forward? Oh, I got the front runner for the MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Best team in the NBA. His stats went up in points, rebounds, assists, and field goal percentage. And they went up last year, which is crazy. And that's the fact that they haven't gone up again this year. is even crazier. So, and he also has a, he doesn't have a, a quote-unquote, a superstar or a star talent and as a you know the backup as a second like second player type like a Scotty Pippen type, but Chris Middleton is his is his role dog and but but the point of me saying that is that he doesn't have like the Bucks aren't like the, team, like the Lakers or the Rockets where they have like a lot of like talent like they have a team that's built around Giannis and they're winning like they're the best they have the best record in the in the league and Giannis. I completely agree. I have Giannis too. And to me, the funny thing about this too is, Scott, there's always that year where somebody does something crazy. Like, remember a couple years ago where they had, like, Dwayne Wade on, like, the All-NBA third team when that just wasn't the case? It, like, if you don't have Giannis on your first team, you need your basketball credentials revoked. <laughs> like, exactly. th- th- that, like, like, like it's just a dub. Like, you can't do that. You, you just can't. Giannis, he's, like, 30, 12, and 5. Super efficient. He's arguably the best defensive player in the NBA as well as the most impactful offensive player in the NBA. Right. Milwaukee has the best record in the NBA. He's been the best regular season player in the NBA by a long shot. Like, we can argue if LeBron's better or you think Kawhi's better, but in the regular season, there is no doubt. Giannis is the best player night in and night out. And yeah, no. we, we, we've seen it. it. It's not a discussion. Uh, he's in a completely different universe and the way he's playing, and we kind of see how he leads the charge with the Bucks. So I completely agree with you. I got Giannis as my four. Yes, and I think that I think that Giannis is probably going to be the, the most dominant player since Shaq, as far as like impact on the offensive and defensive. I haven't seen a, a tall guy like that be as dominant, aggressive, night in and night out since Shaq. So. He has the potential definitely to be better because he's already on the run now from where he All he needs is the championship, and he'll get that. Now, who do you have at center? At center, I got my man. Been my man since 2012 since he got drafted in the University of Kentucky, and that's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, to me, is like 
he's like a talented Tim Duncan as far as like how the game comes to him, how he plays on defense. It's just, it's just, I've never seen anything like him. He's smart, he's in tune. He's having pretty much what he's been averaging the past like three, four years, or like 27, 28. And that's, and he's still, he's still being the leading scorer by playing, even by having the teammate like LeBron James. So he's still the leading scorer. He leads the team in rebounds. He, he's their best defensive player. Like I said earlier, he's the one that sets the defensive tone. And he got there, everybody. And he's not the only defender, too, though. They got a team full of defenders, but he's the one that, you know, that leads the charge. And I think that in the future, once LeBron, if they keep that, if they stay together, once LeBron gets, you know, when it's time to finally, like, pass the, pass the torch, I think AD is going to be the one that, you know. Because it used to be a, I don't know about you, but me and, me and a few friends of mine used to debate about who used to be better back, like, three, four years ago between. Giannis and AD. I always went with AD because I just felt like he was more talented and he could shoot better. But it's just he's not as as aggressive as Giannis. So I think that AD, like he's by him, you know, having finally being in the playoffs, finally a championship contender. After this season, he's going to be put like you know he's already been in that space, but he's going to. I feel like he's going to win more MVPs as well too. I think he's going to be up there with Giannis. They're going to be fighting in the future. I uh, agree with you. I have Anthony Davis at center as well. To me, I think you could... And again, it's kind of similar with the LeBron situation, right? I put LeBron at point guard. LeBron's playing point guard. Some people might put, might put Anthony Davis at power forward because he's also a power forward. He started at power forward. Dwight Howard was... And JaVale McGee were the centers. I'm going to put Anthony Davis at center, similarly to how you kind of put LeBron at forward because... Anthony Davis needs to be on, right? And I, I think the way I personally did it, having LeBron, Harden, Kawhi, Giannis, Anthony Davis, those are the five best players in basketball this year. Like, you can argue about Kawhi and the games missed, but I think those are the five best basketball players this year, excluding Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry. So I want to give them that recognition. But Anthony Davis, been the second best player on the Lakers, has helped them lead the charge in terms of being a juggernaut in the West. He challenged LeBron James on the defensive end. We kind of know the story with that. We also know that he's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, people have been talking about him, Giannis, Rudy Gobert's name comes up, but he's definitely in the discussion. So I have Anthony Davis as my first team center. And also, one more thing before we go to our second team, I think that if the Lakers want to win the championship as well, it's going to fall on whether he plays good or bad. I feel like LeBron is going to do him regardless. LeBron is going to do LeBron things regardless. But I feel like if the Lakers want to win the championship, they're going to have to rally behind Anthony Davis and have to play basketball. So that's our first team. You got any gripes with my first team, Scotty? Nah, it's pretty much how I expected it to be. That's not bad. That's not a bad first team. You, you, you said it pretty much about by 85% Now we're going to get to our All-NBA second teams. And I'm going to start off at point guard. I have a guy that you had as uh, your first teamer. Damian Lillard. Uh, 29 points per game, 8 assists, 45% shooting from the field, 40% from three. He is the best pure point guard in the NBA right now. 
Like I said, I just put LeBron at point guard ahead of him because I think LeBron's better, and I just want to get the five best players in the NBA on my first team. But but Damian Lillard, it starts with him. Uh, we know how good he is. We know what Portland did last year getting to the conference finals. Uh, he scores the ball at a high rate. He's kind of like a mini Stephen Curry. Like He's kind of like a... I don't want to say poor man's because that's disrespectful because Damian Lillard is much better than a poor man Stephen Curry. But just in terms of how he scores and how he can shoot, I think he's kind of a poor man Steph Curry. And he does uh, really great things. And I think Portland's actually going to be a sneaky team out west. Like, the Lakers don't want to see Portland. Because also that's going to cause, just not to get sidetracked, but that's going to cause issues. Because without Avery Bradley and guys like that, you're going to have guys like LeBron. LeBron's going to have to either defend Lillard or McCullum, and that's going to be a problem. So I, I think Portland's great, and they're going to be a problem in the playoffs. Oh. Interesting. Who do you got for your uh, first team, uh, second team point guard? My second team point guard, that's my guy, former OKC Thunder point guard, the Brody, Russell Westbrook. I like this guy's motor. He could have been on my first team, really, really real, but I felt like. Dane is having a better year and also going off what happened last year in the playoffs. We know what happened. We ain't got to talk about it. So, going to, um, you know, going to Houston, a lot of people thought that last season, Russell Westbrook averaged 22 points last year with Paul George on his team. This year, he's averaging 27.8, 27.5. But that's about 28, almost 30 a game. After the, um, since the month of uh, February, he's been averaging like, I want to say almost about 30 points in the paint as well. About like half his points come from inside the paint. And that's because they traded their big, their center, Clint Capella, away. But now, by um, PJ Tucker playing the center position, that brings out the other team's big. So it's just been a, a cakewalk to the room for him and James Harden. And they're the only players who can do that type of stuff because of the athleticism that they have. So. And also Westbrook is just, a, just an animal, it's just a dog, like, like I got said earlier, Houston is a sleeper to me, and it's, been, it's because of James, they're led by James Harden, but they're also led by Russell Westbrook as well, and, I, and he carried them going into, you know, the, uh, after the, the deadline, after the trade deadline and stuff, after everything was over with, after the All-Star break, they, he started, you know, for the month of February, he averaged like almost 40 the whole month. No player has like, and I don't, and I miss it. Don't you don't hear misquoted, but no other player has that has like scored as many points in the paint as he did in a month. I think since Shaq. So he's a point guard. Shaq was a seven foot center. So that says a lot about his game, and that's why I got to love my point guard. How much is the fact that he had that really good kind of month of play uh, impact him being on your second team? Wait, well, Westbrook had a really good like month before the season end. How much does that impact it? Or just not at all? You're just going to have him there anyway? Oh, no. That, it, it definitely, that, it, it's because of that. That's why I said he could have been in my first team. Because he, that, that, that month, and it really started in January. It started like during, during January. And it carried over into the month of February, so it, it impacted it, 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 it played a huge role in it because he could have been on my first game. But like I said, I felt like Dane is just more important to it's more important to his game than Russell Westbrook is. 
I feel like if Russell Westbrook was to go down, he was going to be hit, but they wouldn't be, you know, completely out of completely out of the picture. I feel like if Dane was to go down, Portland is, is over with. Now, for me... Quick question. Quick question. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. I mean, no, excuse me, not Damian Lillard. Oh, I was he, sh- that. he shot a three in his face and said bye bye. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. This is what to take. This is what to make sure you know. He's on the same thing. Uh, yeah, the, to me, no. I mean, I think Russell Westbrook was better than Damian Lillard in 2014. <laughs> okay. Right? That, that's fair. Right. <laughs> right. But uh, after that, no. Now. For me at shooting guard, and this was the one guy I had who could have made a claim for the first team. And to me, if you're going to try to find a way to exclude a guy like Kawhi Leonard because of not playing games and you want a kind of a young flair, uh, something a little bit different, Damian Lillard would would not have been my guy. My guy would have been the guy I have at the shooting guard for the second team, Luka Doncic, who is quietly having an MVP uh, candidate season. I think it's going to be really interesting to see who finishes third in the MVP voting. We all know it's going to be Lebr- uh, Giannis and then LeBron. I think Jan- I, mean, I think Luca could easily finish third, which would be really impressive for his second year in the league. But l- let me read you Luca's stats. And he's like 20. 30 points per game, 9.3 rebounds, 8.7 assists. He has a 27.75 PER which is fourth in the NBA. So it's kind of an offensive efficiency stat. So he's fourth in the NBA in offensive efficiency from like an analytics perspective. And he's 46% from the field. Luka's great. Dallas was a team nobody thought would be in the playoffs. Nobody thought they were going to be in the playoffs. And he's kind of played them into uh, a place where they're, they're going to be a, a team that nobody wants to play. Like, you don't want to play Dallas. And I've been uh, listening to some people talk, and a lot of people are saying Dallas is that one team that could potentially make this an asterisk season that could come out of nowhere and uh, win the whole thing just because of how good Luka is if something weird happens. Like, Luka's on the level. If Luka never gets better than he is right now, like, that's damn near a top five player in the NBA his whole career. Like, Luka's already there. Luka's at the level, and I love his game. Now, who do you have for your uh, two guards, Scotty? I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to say. You just already gave the man a, a, a great opening. You know, great opening. It was Luka Doncic. <laughs> Pretty much, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Like, what? What? Twenty-one year old in his second year averages thirty in the NBA. Well, not even thirty. Almost a triple double. You know, his career averages. Basically, he's only it's 25, 8, and 7. And that's only in two years of playing in the NBA. That's that's wild. And then he, he led his team to the playoffs in the second year. And they have a legit chance to knock off anybody in the first round. They could be what you call the Cinderella team, I feel like. They could turn it on. They, they'd be like a, I think they are they six or seven. They could really, they, I feel like they, got to, they can go to the second round. But... Maybe the conference finals, but what he's doing is in the second year, like I said, I can't stress that enough. The Wizards, he could have easily made my first two, but 
I didn't because, like I said, it's his second year, and we don't know how truly he is, how his impact he is on the court with winning because of the team he has built around him too. He doesn't, he's not around like you know, Skrulls do this. He has like solid bets around him too. And like I always say, like you don't win this game off individual, off individual. You win it like with the five of it, with the you know, ten other players on the team. So I think that. But he, he deserves to be on the second and probably in the future he next year he would definitely be on my first team. Yeah, Luke Luke is great. Now for and actually I do have to ask you this. So is Luca already a top ten player? Because I feel like some people argue about that. I'm in Facebook groups where people will say he's overrated, he's in the top fifteen ish range. He's already a definitive top ten player. Like Luca's top ten, no discussion. Right? I uh, see, I can't answer that too because also uh, with the, the people that's out right now, and that's another thing too. Like a lot of people are hurt, so we don't know. And that's what I said: we don't know how truly, how good he really is, like, or how his impact is really is really going to be. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to be? He probably still going to be good, but is he going to be that that person that could lead a team to at least like forty five wins by himself? You know what I mean? Like a certain player that can do that. Like a Kawhi, a LeBron, a Giannis, James Harden, they can, they can, they, they themselves are guaranteed almost 40, 40 wins. You know what I mean? So I think that I think he top ten, yeah, top fifteen for sure. But top ten is everybody is healthy. I don't know. Okay, now for me at small forward for the second team, I have Jimmy Butler, and this is really tough. Mm. Mm. Uh, Twenty points, six rebounds, six assists. And I, and I told you, Scotty, kind of similar to the Luka effect, nobody saw Dallas coming. Nobody saw the Heat coming. Coming into the year, we thought the Miami Heat would be like a, a cute eighth seed team. They're now the fourth seed in the East. I believe there was a point in time where they were the second seed of the East. And he has been the leader for guys like Duncan, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. And I think you can kind of see the impact he's made on those guys. We know what he is defensively. He's one of the best defensive uh, perimeter guys in the NBA. He's one of the better def- uh, perimeter defenders in the NBA. He's a leader. He has impacted winning. So that's going to give me the edge with Jimmy Butler and the reason why I'm going to make him my small forward. Okay. Not bad, guy. Not bad. I like Jimmy Jordan. I actually like, I, I like that thing. I like that Miami thing. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're sleepers as well. Now, my forward, and I, I, I changed it. I ain't gonna lie. I, I went back. I, I, I went back and redid it. I, I changed. I ain't gonna lie. I changed this player. I got Kawhi Leonard. And you already went over. You know, you already went over the spill with Kawhi. Team second best, almost arguably the third, third best team in the league. They actually, you know, contenders with the other LA teams on the, the championship so I think that by him but by him I always say by him missing out those games that's like you know that that hurt I feel like Kawhi could easily have about like 30 a game if he used to play majority of the season but he just out to keep like key games so and he can't he can't even play back to back and that's not fair to the other people on the, that was on my first team he's been playing like majority of the season you know what I mean and I think that Kawhi is one of them players also 
that you know he has a solid team around him, so he can he can sit out. He has that privilege because of the team he has around. Him. And it was the same thing with Toronto too. But I think Toronto, those young guys were there. They were ballers. They were hungry. This Clippers team is way more talented individually than that. So I got Kawhi as my forward. Other than that, I even think like his defense, like his impact on defense, like the same, but. Also, again, he says that, you know, he says the tone on the team, and he's not the only defender they have, the great defender they have, but it starts with him and Paul George, so he's my forward. Now, for me, for the power forward slot, I got Jason Tatum. This was easy. Jason Tatum was going to be on my second team no matter what. I don't think you could... To me, he was a guy, when I was looking at this, I couldn't pit him on the first team, put him in the first team, obviously, but to me, Jason Tatum was a guy. Bank on him. Second team. Has to be. Uh, 23 points, 7 rebounds, 1 block, 1 steal a game. Here are his percentages. 45% from the field, 40% from 3, 80% from the free throw line. It gets even better. His last 10 games, before this whole coronavirus thing and this whole COVID thing swept the nation and the NBA got canceled. He was averaging 30 points per game, last 10 games of the year, uh, last 10 games before COVID. And he has led the Boston Celtics as their best player to the third seed, and he's taken a huge step on defense in terms of being one of the best two-way players in the NBA. I got Jason Tatum. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 Scotty. You took Tatum off for Siakam? Yeah. No, I don't like that, Scotty. No. I know, you, I know, I, I know, I, I know. This your guy, though. This is your guy. You Siakam you was my... <laughs> I was referencing Siakam hard. Siakam's not better than Jason Tatum. See, 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 I knew you was going to say that. Scotty, I was close to not putting Siakam on my team. <laughs> nah, Siakam, nah, all-star. I don't, honestly, I don't even know if he's the best player on Toronto. I don't know if he's the best player on Toronto. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, uh, see, you're getting me started. You're getting me started. You're getting me started. I ain't gonna get there yet, but I got it. I got past out Siakam there. Most improved last year. I was just 24, 8, and 4. I think that's more points than Jason. Like that, you know, like that 
So I'm going to now go to uh, my center for the uh, my NBA second team, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. You disrespect him, Scotty. You think he's booty? You think he sucks? You think he's trash? I love me some Joker. He even got Diesel for the quarantine. He was out there in Serbia running, doing sit-ups, push-ups, doing bench press. He comes back and he's jacked. We all know he can pass. He's probably, you, you even made a joke about this off air. People on 2K are putting him at point guard. But that's literally like how good Nikola Jokic is. Like, There's probably some lineup, maybe in Mike Malone's head, where he could put Nikola Jokic at point guard. I mean, I don't think that would ever happen in a serious game. But he has those type of skills. Defensively, you can argue how good he is. I don't think he's a negative on the defensive side. I think he can actually be a plus on, on the defensive side. I don't think he's as bad as some people might say. Obviously, a guy in Joel Embiid who is not on my All-NBA second team. I have Nikola Jokic ahead of him. Partly because Denver's the third seed. And Denver has done very well considering that we thought they might have a little bit of a come down after being the second seed in the West last year. Right? And with the Clippers and the Lakers emerging. And Denver's been right there. Denver has been right there. They started off a little slow, but the Joker, he's gotten them rolling. And I, I know you might try to... I, I hope Embiid isn't your center for your second team, but Embiid, the 76ers were... They they underachieved. They underachieved, so I can't do it. Go, Scotty. Please don't make it, Embiid. Please don't hold do on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't say they underachieved because it's not over yet. <laughs> 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 yes, I do have to do it. Embiid is supposed to do it. <laughs> know how I feel. We talk about this off air all the time. I feel like the Joker, he don't have that toughness that he got. And I feel like he's a better passer. He is a better passer. He probably does, you know, more fancy passes, you know, probably can set up the probably can play point guard, you know. He can't, I ain't going to say probably, he can play point guard if he wanted to. They did start him at point guard. So, that's one thing I can give him more guarantee, but I like to be toughness. I feel like his injuries is what, you know, is what holds him back and what keeps him play, like, conservative a little bit. But I, I got him as my second. I'm not giving up on Philly. I still think that they can get cause a problem to anybody in the, um, in the playoffs in the East. And don't let them off yet, man. Don't let them off. You know, get a man some time. I'm telling you. You're going to be taking it later. And beat is under achieve. Scotty. Scotty. <laughs> Yes, up to this point, as Embiid and the 76ers not underachieved. You can't say that. Now, they, 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 they don't make the playoffs, or they make the playoffs and they lose, like, in the first round, and then you say that. We're doing our All-NBA teams now. Is Embiid underachieved or overachieved? I'm saying, like, in the middle, in between. <laughs> okay, Scotty. Now, I'm not even fine, Scotty. Now we're gonna go to our All NBA third team, Scotty. I'm gonna let you go first. Who is your first guard? This is gonna be really interesting. This is gonna be the interesting part. Who who's your first? Who's your guard? Okay, okay, okay. So I told you I had to switch it up. I had to switch it up. I had to switch it up because I had Kemba. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I had Kemba. Now I didn't take into consideration like. 
the playoffs. Like, if was the person versus this team in the playoffs. Because this person had a, a year. He has, a, he has a great season every season. It's just his team, arguably the worst team every year. So, my point guard, I got Devin Booker. For your first team point guard? No, for my third. For my, for my I mean, excuse me, not not first team, third team. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, you know, he's averaging about like 26, 25, 26. That's asinine, Scotty. Okay. And that's still like Devin Booker is arguably one of the best scorers in the league right now. You know, and the only reason they don't talk about him bro, is simply because they don't make the playoffs, bro. And that's not his part. That's his. That's that's. DeAndre Aiden? And he's only, what, in his second year? And he got suspended from some of the little first part of this season. So, and he's not a, a Rudy Gobert. He's not a, a Joel Embiid yet. I think he got a potential to be, but he's not that yet. He's not a, you know what I mean? He's still finding his niche. And I think that Devin Booker, he, he, he gets slept on a lot because of, you know, they I love Devin Booker. Devin Booker got no consideration for my list. What? He got no consideration. None. To me, listen, and I'm looking at this right now. The only guy, and newsflash everybody, the only guy for my NBA first team, second team, and third team that I have on there that had that lost, that would not be in the playoffs if the postseason started right now, is Damian Lillard. That is the only one. Everybody else is in the postseason. Everybody, you, you got to be on the postseason to be on my All NBA teams. You got to be in the postseason. Okay. And 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 I, and I will say this. Spoiler alert! I didn't have Donovan Mitchell on my third team. If I don't have Donovan Mitchell, I'm not putting Devin Booker on there. Oh my! God. I would. I had Devin Booker before I had Donovan Mitchell anyway. Oh my, Scotty. Okay. Well, my first guard is a guy that has contributed to winning this year, mightily, I might add. Chris Paul, uh, what he's done with Oklahoma City. Scotty, you know what they've done. Stop it. The great thing about Chris Paul, too, is the guy that you had on your All-NBA second team, Russell Westbrook, him and Chris Paul switched places. And you want to know what? The Thunder are doing better than the Rockets right now. And the Thunder have less talent. He's a floor general. He's had a bounce back year. He is the definition of a great point guard. And also the Oklahoma City Thunder, they have like the best clutch stats, the best fourth quarter scoring and efficiency stats in the NBA. All that has to do with Chris Paul. So I got Chris Paul as my first team point guard. I'll take Chris Paul over Devin Booker. You see, again, team, team. 
team. You know he has a player, a center, a big that I thought that also gets stuck on, Stephen Adams. You know he has a teammate, a young up and coming guard, Shane Gilgis Alexander. They have a great solid team with a great coach. Now, now mind you, they all overachieving because I didn't even expect them to do what they're doing. But Ben Booker is a top 10 scorer in the league. All star. He wasn't even like. And, and the coaching caliber that this ball has. I'm sorry, Scotty. Like Devin Booker got no consideration. Like I didn't even, I, I didn't even think of Devin Booker. Like no, oh I'm sorry. You got a one for me. Now who, who's your two guard, Scotty? I don't even know. Hold on. My two guard. I got, I got who you had in your second. I got Jimmy Butler. I feel like Miami is a sleeper. I always call him a sleeper this season. I kind of expected them to make the playoffs. I didn't, you know, like, I, don't, I didn't expect them, to, I didn't, like, their team to me to overachieve, too. I didn't expect them, like, to be, like, championship contenders. But I feel like they can, you know, they can upset anybody. They got to team up to upset anybody that can come out. I think they can compete with, they can compete with just as much as anybody. And the win, that's all you need to do, really. You just got to compete, you know, so. And I like, I like, I like, I like the young, I like how he, Makes the young players around them better. Those, those young guys, they they love them. Bam, Tyler Hero, Chris Dunn. Um, what's my guy? The shooter, Michael Robinson, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. Or Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Yeah, like those young guys, they love them. He 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 loves the culture. They they. They support him. They follow him. They follow his league on defense and offense, with, even with intensity and aggression. And I, 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 I like the game. He's on. He's my. He's my shooting guard. No problems with that whatsoever. Now, for my shooting guard, I have a guy that you had at your first team. I have Russell Westbrook. I moved him to uh, two guard. Whoa! Whoa! You got him on your side? Yes. Scotty, I gave you my second team. Of course, Russell Westbrook's not on my second team. Oh, whoa. I forgot all uh, oh, the guards that I had on my oh, second team were Damian Lillard and Luka. Oh, you uh, you can't put Russell Westbrook ahead of Damian Lillard or Luka. Wow. Scotty, you actually struck. I know, but I didn't say that in the bro. <laughs> you just realized that Russell Westbrook was going to be on my third team? Yes, he's on my third team. I mean, he's not better than the other guards. I mean, my first team, it's LeBron, Harden. Mm -hmm. Second team, it's Lillard, it's Luka. He's not better than those guys. He's just not. Uh, he's been great for uh, the Houston Rockets. He has been a great addition. Him and Harden have worked better than I think I would have ever expected. And he played like hell. I mean, raging fire. You played great the last uh, month or so of the season. You even mentioned it kind of started even in January, but he's not better than the other guys I have. Uh, so Russell Westbrook's my shooting guard. Who is your forward? Oh, my forward? I got, I got the guy who got your second team, Jason Tatum. He's the guy I switched. I feel like him and his teammate, Jay LeBron, could have been the forward, but I get an edge because he's averaging more points. He is, he is having a year. I think that 
in the future he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem. I think he's gonna be have a Paul Pierce type career. He's gonna, you know, be one of the a player that you talked about for how the way he scores and how the way not even just scores, just play the game period. Like he plays defense, his defense gets it's something that got better like, you know, every year. So I feel like what hurt him last year, like what hurt him growth last year was playing with all that talent with Kyrie, Gordon Hayward and everybody that was there. And I think by him being like basically like out there, by Campbell Walker not being the second point guard Kyrie is, as far as like being able to just like score like efficiently, he's more like, you know, a, a he had passed the ball a little bit more than Kyrie, but they're both scoring point guards. But I think Kimball says that's just the more. And I think that benefits Tatum more because he can also, like, get the ball more. Like, and he can, like, play more comfortable because he, you know, is, is with him. And he, it's, it's not going to be him, like, contemplating on whether or not it's going to be his number or not. He can just go. So, he's on my third thing. I can't believe you said that you considered Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown is another guy that got no consideration. <laughs> Scotty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like his aggressiveness. Now, for me at my guy at small forward, I have Pascal Siakam, who's not better than Jason Tatum. But uh, Siakam's had a very good year. For me, I had to... and here. And actually, here was my thing. It was really tough when it came down to the third team because... It was either going to be Kyle Lowry or Siakam. Because to me, one of those two guys had to be on the team. Toronto has the second best record in the East. They are the defending champions. They have, Somebody on their team has to be on the All-NBA team. Else, to me, that's criminal. And they don't really have a guy that stands out like Lowry doesn't necessarily stand out. I don't think Siakam, they stand out as stars. But the way it worked, I, I got Siakam on there. I couldn't put Lowry on there. Similarly to the way how I had Russell Westbrook on my third team. Uh, Lowry's not better than Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul. And you had Devin Booker, and uh, <laughs> Lowry's not better than Devin but, Booker. But Lowry's better than Kyle Scott, uh, <laughs> anyway, and, <laughs> anyway, the way it worked out is I had Siakam as my third team small forward. He's a great two-way player. He's done a great job. For stepping in for Kawhi. I told you that Siakam was going to kind of be a Paul George-esque player. I think I've kind of been right in, in saying that. He kind of, you know, the, the, those these Raptors right now, they are kind of similar to those Indiana teams where Pascal and uh, then Paul George were the best players and they're kind of in the high seating in the East. So love the season Siakam's having and Toronto's a real team. And the great thing about Toronto that nobody's mentioning is that we all thought they were going to fall off the map. People thought they might be an eighth seed or a, or a sixth seed or something when Kawhi left. They're going to have a legitimate. They're going to have a legitimate chance to defend their title as true champions, and that is great. Like they're going to have a legitimate chance to defend their title. So I. So I got Siakam. Now, who do you have? At my power forward. Yeah. Stop it, Scotty. Scotty. Yep, yep, no, no, no. I got Ben Simmons. 6'10 point guard. And to me, he has better court vision than LeBron. He plays the point guard better than LeBron, to me. To me. 
and that's only because of the hot way the game is played now, like new age. I think that only thing is he just can't shoot. But Ben Simmons, and also what he's been doing in the bubble, even though it's free, I know it's preseason. I ain't trying to, you know, overreact, but he's been leading Philly as like their best player, and I'll argue, I can argue that he is better than Joel Embiid, and he's a better impactful player than Joel. But I got another power forward. I don't know who you got, and. Even though, and don't sleep for Philly, bruh. I feel like they can, they can, they can, you know, by them moving him to the power forward, that's going to that's gonna change up a lot of stuff. So, I can't wait to see, you know, how, how, how it impacts. Scotty. Who you got? You have Ben Simmons as your 13 power. That's criminal. Who you got? Bam out of bio. Okay. He's not better than Bam. I'm sorry. I'd rather have Bam on my team whoa, than... Whoa, whoa. You, who would you rather have, Bam or Ben? Ben Simmons. Oh, my God. He can't shoot. He's a liability. That's a point guard. That's a 16 point guard. That's a matchup guard. Man, you have him at power forward. Shut up, Scotty. <laughs> That's a matchup. Steal, steal, steal. You know what I'm trying to say. I, feel, I can still call the matchup problems. I still got giants in my lineup, okay? I still got a giant in my lineup, okay? Scotty. What is wrong? Scotty. I love you, Scotty. You got... Devin Booker and Ben Simmons on your third team. Yeah. Devin Booker is a top 10 scorer. And, and, Scotty, I told you how I have problems with Joel Embiid underachieving. Ben Simmons is worse. He's worse. He's worse. <laughs> Scotty, I told you. I had an issue with Joel Embiid underachieving. It's 10 times worse for Ben Simmons. You can't play him in the last five minutes of games. Yes. He literally got replaced by some dude I've never heard before. Yes. They can't play him yet. But he also, like I said, he's been playing good in the bubble, but he's been hitting jumpers too. I don't want to overreact. It's preseason, but if I didn't move him, you know, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna make some noise, man. You got to put some respect on these other names, man. Damn, Scotty, I'm... You got Bam for the bio. That's not bad, though. That's not bad. You think... Tell me how Ben Simmons is better than Bam, though. What you mean? He can do more stuff. He can bring the ball up the court, and He's a winner. You realize yet that has a lot to do with, like I said, with getting brother, right? Bam was there for what, three years before he got there? Oh, well, uh, if we're talking about who people have, Ben Simmons has Joel Embiid and um, the Heat are better. Just just saying, Scotty. Like, okay. I, Scotty, okay. they're in the same. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just leaving it out there. And, and we all know, and Scotty, you know this too, we know Philly, they don't want to see Miami because if that happens, Jimmy's going to be talking smack. That's going to be a good series. Actually, they played each other in the playoffs two, two years ago. That would be, be a good series. And Philly won that one, so that's going to be good. 
Now, are you going next for your center? Yep. Okay. And my last, I got, you probably don't hate me because I left out the Joker. I ain't even on the, I don't like the Joker. I That's like ignorant. Overrated. Overrated. He's overrated. Nothing personal. I just feel like his game is over. I got Rudy. I got Rudy Gobert. Oh my! Over Nikola Jokic? Yeah, because Rudy Gobert is probably gonna get the You have Rudy Gobert over Nikola <laughs> Jokic. What? Scotty, that is disrespectful. That is disrespectful. What is with your third team, Scotty? Are you just trying to troll people? Listen, man. Don't come for my third team. I bet my third team, but that's actually all my teams would be so teams in the 505. No, you would not. Rudy Gobert can't score. But. Scotty, this is what I've realized about basketball. This is how you know somebody's not very good. When you always talk about how good they are at defense, that means they're not really that good. <laughs> no. Yes. No. No. Stop it, Scotty. No. no. Steve Nash couldn't play a lick of defense, and you'd rather have Nash over Gobert. We're not going to talk about that. That's two different areas. <laughs> <two different hair. laughs> you know that's so true. Scotty, I hate you. I have Joel. I have Joel Embiid. Okay. 23-11. When he wants to be, he can be as good defensively as Rudy Gobert is. World's better offensively than Rudy Gobert. Couldn't even shine his shoes, uh, carry his jock strap. He couldn't even babysit his kids for... He couldn't even babysit his kids, for God's sake. He not on Joel Embiid's level. Uh... When Joel Embiid wants to play, he's a top five player in the NBA. He has that type of ability. He has that type of talent. The only reason I have him on the third team is because of how the Sixers have underperformed. Joel Embiid has the ability to be first team center over Anthony Davis, in my opinion. He has the ability. He just didn't play like it. He just didn't play like it. Agreed. Well, that was our all-NBA first team, second team, third team. Scotty, who are some snubs for you? I still can't believe you didn't even get Devin Booker honorable mention. Like, come on now. I considered Sabonis before I considered him. What about Trey Young? I, I, I thought about Trey Young. I thought about Trey Young, but I would have never put him on. I thought about it, but I would have never put him on. Because I can't put him in at guard. Like, none of these guys are better than Chris Paul. You can't say that, bro. Yes, you can. You Trey Young don't even play defense, bro. Trey Young. I don't care. Five, and his team sucks. Five, and his team sucks. And his team sucks. They are booty. He's not impacting winning. I heard a report that he was crying in the locker room because of how bad they were doing. There's no Scotty. Scotty. I love you, bro. We did our all NBA team, Scotty. Thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. And once again, I want to thank Scotty for coming on the show. But everybody, thank you for tuning into this episode, the 183rd episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.